Welcome to Continuous Plays, The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. This is probably my favorite Buffy episode of the whole series. And Jay Newcastle. I mean, seriously. Okay, I got real problems. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Season 4, Episode 19, New Moon Rising, written by Marty Give-It-To-Me-Good, Noxon. Tara and Willow's blossoming relationship takes an odd turn when Oz suddenly appears at the door while the gang is at Giles' place. Oz takes Willow for a walk and points out the full moon and the fact that he's learned to control the wolf inside of him. Oz reveals that he traveled all the world and found salvation in Tibet, where he learned to control the wolf via chanting herbs, charms, and the like, and that he's come back for one reason, for Willow. <laughs> Willow goes to Tara that next morning, expressing her confusion. And Oz bumps into Tara on campus, and sensing Willow's scent all over her... He figures out that the two are more than just friends. He suddenly starts to wolf out, tells Tara to run, and then chases her, and he's finally saved by Riley and the Initiative, who see him as a threat. They take Oz to the Initiative headquarters, where scientists perform experiments on him, revealing that it's not just the lunar cycle, but acute stress that can trigger a werewolf transformation. The gang works out an infiltration plan with Spike's help. He claims to be needing cash, but he's actually in league with Adam, who's promised to get Spike's chip out in return for help with his bigger plan that we don't really know what it is yet. And by the time the gang gets into the initiative, Riley has already been made prisoner for trying to set Oz free. Buffy holds Colonel McNamara hostage, which allows both Riley and Oz to escape. But though Riley's actions have now made him a deserter from the military, and he must take refuge in hiding. Willow and Oz realize they can't be together, as Willow is the one thing that can set off the wolf in Oz. Willow reveals that she is happy, and Oz leaves again this time for good. Willow goes to Tara. When Tara tells her she should be with the one she loves, Willow simply replies, I am. And that Aww. is the plot summary of New Moon Rising. And I just want to say right off the top of the bat, after those last couple of throwaway weird episodes they really came back with a strong emotional and just man just a heart-wrenching episode here with new moon rising brian yeah who would have ever expected to see oz like that just show up out of nowhere i think they handled it so well and they they finally let the cat out of the bag here jay they finally said flat out willow is now gay and her and relationship have a relationship like that. And it's about time. They've obviously been hinting about it many, many times now throughout the season. But now it's out of the bag. It's in the open. And I think they dealt with it in a perfect way. This really was that episode where Willow has to figure out what she what she is. And she does. She has to figure out what she wants. That's that's the point. It's you You may think you want the thing you had that you knew, but... In reality, maybe the new thing is what's best for you. And it's also a lot about Oz, too. You know, we left his character very unresolved. And I like the fact that they wanted to wrap him up in a way that was pretty final. You know, I mean, he never comes back yeah. on this show again. Spoiler alert, you never see him again because he moved on to bigger and better things, movie career, robot chicken, you all, I don't know if that's better or not, but, you know, all the other things that he's <laughs> doing now. Um, and and Family Guy and all the other stuff that he does. So he moved on to that off the show, but I like that they wanted to go back to Oz and they had to wrap that up. And that he, you know, he thought he had learned to control it, and he had, but really the reality was that even though I love you, you're bad for me. 
And we both have to realize that. And also, he stifles Willow from maybe what she really wants to be, you know, which was with Tara. And that, I mean, there's so many different things that they play with here around those three characters. And I think we can really talk about the whole episode around those three because it's who really who it's about, Brian. It is. It's totally about that. And then what I really like here is that I think this is the episode where Willow finally realizes what kind of relationship her and Tara have. Now, they start the episode out with those two walking about, and Tara's talking about how they should get a cat. Yeah. In the Wii format, which I think is interesting, you know, because Willow's kind of playing naive a bit throughout this whole thing, because Tara drops hints all the time that she's thinking of them as a couple, but Willow doesn't quite catch them. And so this is the episode really where she finally gets it. That yes, they are a couple, and I think she finally comes to terms with that and accepts that and realizes that's what she does want out of that relationship. And I think it's awesome uh, how they do this. It's a very good way to do it by bringing Oz back in because this is it. This is her one true love that she's ever had, and now Tara's her new love interest. And how do you balance that? How do you decide what to do because you've spent the last several, you know, I'm going to say months of time here trying to get yourself over the fact that your boyfriend is gone and he's not coming back. And then all of a sudden he's there. Just a brilliant moment. They, and they drop it in out of nowhere. Everybody's over at Giles. And like you talked about before, they're starting to introduce Tara into things more and she's around and everybody's talking. And then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere. Who's standing yeah. at the wolf's at the door, you know, literally. And it's, yeah. I mean, how, how awkward that gets. But you know something though? I think Tara has been doing this for a long time, Brian. Wasn't it oh, yeah. the, the whole bit that you know, Willow told her a few episodes ago? I like having something that's just mine. And Tara was like, you know, I'm yours, right? Or whatever. Exactly. And I'm like, Tara, I think Tara's been all in on this for a long I think she's been all in on this from the get go. Yeah. From that first moment that they connected at the Wicca party and did the magic together for the first time, she's been all in on it. And I think yeah. she's been dropping hints about that, too, as the relationship has tended to grow. But like I said, I think w- Willow's kind of been naive about it or not really giving into that emotion yet. And this is the episode where she finally realizes that they have a good thing going and that they are a couple and that she needs to decide if that's where she wants to go or not, and finally does. And I think you called it out. It's, it's, it's about the choices Willow's making, you know, and she's choosing to almost be conflicted for yeah. a lot of her life. And this is the episode where, you know, she hasn't had to make that choice because Oz has been this thing, you know, the elephant in the room that's invisible to everyone else except Willow mm-hmm. until he shows back up into town. And then that, not only right. did he just show back up to Brian, he showed back up different. Like, it's like when your abusive boyfriend goes away, but then he has changed, really? And right. you want to give him that second chance? I, mean, I know that's not really what they play with here, but it, that's really why he left, is that he's so dangerous, he's afraid he's going to hurt Willow. And he exactly. doesn't want that to happen, because like he told her, that's the only, she's the only thing he's ever loved. And that's what got him over it, along with all the chanting and herbs, which is another weirdness, you know, Tibet, whatever, you know, the golden oh, child, Batman and, and that. But, uh, you know, you get all of that in Tibet, folks, and Brad Pitt, apparently. But you get that. And then for him to show back up and really send Willow into overdrive of you got to make a choice, you know, because he doesn't really come out and say it. But in a way, he does with that whole, you know, I came back for you. 
Yeah, he does say it, I think. He does say that. He he spells it out quite obviously when he says that he's talked to Xander, and Xander said he she doesn't have a boy, a new boy, a new guy. Um, and boy. she says, yeah, that's true, I don't have a new guy. And so he feel, he's he's happy about that. And, and he does flat out say, you know, I'm here because I want to give you what you deserve now. I can give it to you now. And that's why I've come back. So yeah. he's there to reclaim Willow and his relationship. And yeah, I think he's kind of thrown for a loop a little bit here by all the times that Willow has kind of brushed it off and, and not given into it, which takes a lot of strength, I think, from Willow. They stay up all night talking. He wants to lay down in bed and get some sleep. And she says, no, I need to go with the breakfast. And so they go eat. So he's a little thrown off by it. And what I really like is the emotion in Oz's um his facial expressions throughout this episode. When Tara shows up at the door that next day and he's talking to her and he's being nice and asking her if she wants to stay, he senses something's going on there and you can see it in the facial expressions that he gives. And I love how Seth Green is able to convey those kind of messages with those facial expressions. He's been able to do it throughout the whole series that since he's been there. And this is really good because he, you can tell he senses something is strange about Tara showing up at Willow's place and the fact that she won't stick around or that he can sense she's uncomfortable around him. And I think that's kind of cool. His best acting tool, maybe his only one, is his face. Seth Green has always been able to do so much with his face. It's also in his voice, too, because he can manipulate his voice a good bit. But it's the face. And I'm with you. You can see him going, what's up? This is a little peculiar. This is odd. Right. You know, because right. he, he's so, you know, you got to remember, Oz is, was the coolest mofo in the room forever, right? You don't get to be that way without being really observant, yeah. you know, and he just knows things and you can tell he's picking up on it. He's picking up on stuff that Willow doesn't want him to notice, you know, but he knows right. and he's, uh, he's pretty clear about it. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the performance is really what carries it. I really think him and Amber Benson, the few scenes they have together the juxtaposition oh, yeah. of how they work is so good. You brought up something there, Brian. I want to say, I mentioned before when we were talking about pangs that the more interesting episode was the Angel episode. The same thing happens on there that's happening here. You know, I, Angel essentially gets to become human for a few minutes and then he realizes that's a real detriment to Buffy. So it's better that he's a vampire and that they don't have a relationship because that's safer. Oz here, I can now be the thing you want, but it's it, it's still not safe. You know, they're playing with the same little dynamic here, just with two different characters. And I noticed that watching it, I was going, huh, I like it. I like that they took that cue, though, and decided we need to do that here because, we, you know, we don't have to have that for Buffy this time. But we have it with Oz and Willow that we have some unresolved tension that you want them to get together, but it really can't work. It's really not good. Right. And, and they slowly roll that out. And I got to tell you, man, the reveal when he finally figures it out that I can uh, smell it all over you. That yeah. that look on his face, it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. And then he looks at her like, oh crap, I'm about to do something really bad. And yeah. gives her that one last warning. That is that is fantastic. That was a powerful scene. I really enjoyed that scene a lot. And I got to give major props to Amber Benson here. She played this whole episode so well. She tried to be the strong one of the two between Willow and Tara. Or be, yeah, between Willow and Tara. And she she played it so well that she was basically like, she had 
the sense that Willow was going to take Oz back and it was over for her, but she wanted to show Willow that it was okay with her to do this. And it was so good, this whole episode, her, her interactions with both Willow and especially with Seth Green when they confront each other in the hallway and she's trying to get away. She doesn't want to talk about it. It's not her place to talk about it. She knows that she's uncomfortable being around him the whole episode, especially now. And then he just goes off the handle and, and goes nuts and, and, I thought it was such a, a great thing, uh, such a great acting job by Amber Benson in this episode. One of her best. Let, I'm just going to call it out right now. Next to Sarah Michelle Gellar, by far the best performer of this season, and not yeah. even close. She's outworked yeah. all of them, except, again, Sarah Michelle Gellar, who has the most to do with her, with her show, I mean, good grief. But, uh, you know, usually they don't introduce new characters and give them that much stuff to do. Or And I think part of it is because they don't know what these people can do. I think when they got Amber Benson, they knew she could just she could just play all this range and give you so much subtlety. It's all about, you know, her and Seth Green are both about that. They're about subtlety in their performance yeah. and everything they do. And it's those things that, God, it's so much better than this over-the-top stuff that a lot of other performers maybe go for. And it's, it's why this works so well. And we gotta, you know, take a, a side note here for a second, Brian, though, and talk about the sort of the B story is Buffy and Riley. Yes. And the thing that they're not talking about is what Angel was in Buffy's past, right? Yeah. And I don't think they, that she's ever really told him that yet. And I'm pretty no, sure that no. they haven't mentioned yeah. it. So he doesn't know. He just knows Angel's a past boyfriend and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's he really not doesn't know the whole thing and and what's there. And even Buffy's called it out before. That, that's a whole other story. I've got to tell him someday. That's a lot more than I want to get into right now. She yeah. doesn't want to deal with it either. And he's got you know Riley's got some definite thoughts about it. demons are bad, humans are good, right. and you know Buffy's like, how can you be so black and white about all of this? And of course, that leads that sort of that's the arc of Riley in this is that he learns to see. Some of these demons are humans and they can't help it yeah. or they're and that, you know, that spurs his. I mean, this is a big change for him, dude. He walks away from I mean, li- voluntarily from the military. That's a big thing. It's a big thing. And it takes someone he knows to get him to finally realize that. And I think that's yeah. very interesting, right? When he's about to shoot Oz as the werewolf and, I, and yep. Oz turns back to Oz, that's powerful right there. And that's when yep. he's like, Oh my God, you know, I look at these as inhumane and here's a guy that I know and I'm about to shoot him because he was, he looked different now. And that was big. That was big. That idea of the, the thing that you don't understand is a perceived threat. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of the underlying theme of the whole episode too. But I, it's worth, it was worth mentioning that that, that's going on while all this Oz, Willow and Tara stuff is happening. So you've got two really tense, storylines happening at the same time. And I got to tell you, Marty Knoxon did a good job of balancing that in this script. It's really well paced and it's well done. And at no point do you feel like you're watching something that doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, there's nothing throwaway in this episode and that's what makes this one so good. And surprisingly, Jay, no sex. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, we, we call her out on it every single time. Except for the implied sex at the end. But that's yeah, 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 but but the the idea there, you know, is <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do call her out on that all the time. But you're right, Mart Marty is more than that, and we've admitted that before. She, every now and then, she can well, not every now and then. A lot of times, she can come up with some stuff that works. She's good at dealing with the tensions in relationships. Yes. I think that's kind of her gift as a writer for these characters. 
and she's got good ones to play with here. Everybody's really doing a good job, and it it's going places. It makes it fun to watch. Yeah, it's fantastic, too, to see the kind of uh, interactions that we have here. You know, you, you look through Willow's eyes throughout this episode, and she's got a lot of tears building up, and she, but she's got a lot of real confusion going on. She's very conflicted about what's happening, and, and rightly so. I mean, when you're starting a new relationship and you're just at that beginning where you're understanding what this relationship is, and then all of a sudden the one, one big relationship that you had that ended so uh, badly on your side comes all of a sudden back and into the picture, you're going to be conflicted and you're going to be confused. And she does such a good job in this episode of portraying that confusion. And you really don't know how she's going to solve it. I mean, you really don't. Uh, and that's what I liked about her character in this one is you don't know if she's going to pick Oz or if she's going to stick with Tara. And I think that they played that so well between both, all three of those characters. Oz is getting the impression that Willow's going to come back to him. And Tara's getting the impression that Willow's going to go away from her. And Willow's just not sure what the heck to do. But I really enjoy the conversation she has with Buffy that next morning. And basically says, it's it's so complicated. And, and Buffy says, well, yeah, but it's Oz. And, da, da, da. and she says, well, yeah, but it's complicated because of Tara. And then Buffy yeah. finally realizes, oh. Oh, Ooh, wow. Yeah. I, and she gets a little freaked out by it, which I think is a, no, a natural reaction. But it takes Willow saying, basically, are, are you okay? Are you, or are you freaked about this stuff for her to realize, you know what? No, I'm, I'm okay with it. And that's great. And I think that's very key for Willow to feel comfortable with the decision that she's kind of got to make. And Buffy passes along to her very similar device to what old Jonathan laid on her and Riley in yeah. Superstar. You just... You just got to be who you are and accept that, you know, yep. you just got to make your choice. But the, the thing is, and here's the deal with Willow is where we know anything about her. She's really indecisive when it comes to her personal life. She always yep. has been, Brian, as a character. So for them to keep playing her like that makes sense. It rings true. Yeah. And for maybe for once, you know, she is going to make the firm. She is going to have to figure it out on her own and decide what she wants and what she's going to be. And that's big for her. Yeah. And I like that she does that before they drop the whole, uh, Oz can't be around her because it's her that makes her and makes him wolfy. She has already decided that she wants to be with Tara and that the relationship between Oz and Willow is not going to be. And I like that, that she, she resolved that before they got into the whole, uh, scene where I think that's more of Seth accepting that answer and coming up with a reason to accept that answer than anything else. Yeah. And I like that. And I like that they, the way they did the whole end of it, where Oz is just gonna up and leave out of the blue again. And, and just like he did the first time, but at least this time he finally has some closure. But it rings true though, because he said he came back for her. Yeah. And if she's not gonna be there, there's nothing left for him there. It's time for him to go back to Tibet, go do something else. Just it's time to move on. Yep. And so he he does what the coolest guy in the room does. He you know walks away, and that's it. And I mean, this is it. This is real closure for him. And it's sort of sad to say that we never see him again. Right. But it boy, what a way to walk off the set. I mean, really, it, you know, the last time just left your heart broken. This time, you feel resolved with him, and you're like, Oz goes on to other things. And also, 
Yep. Also, props to the terror character as well, because this is like you got rivalry here. It's you or Oz that Willow's going to pick, but she does the right thing by going and telling everyone that Oz has been captured. She didn't have to. She could have left it at that, and Oz could never be seen again. She could have Willowed herself, but she knows that Willow means too much to her. And that Oz means something to Will that she has to let them know that something's gone on, no matter what the consequence, no matter if Willow's going to leave her or not. Tara's not exactly been forthcoming with who she is or where she's from, but she's never been dishonest about anything. And she's got no reason to now. And uh, once again, Robert Ori off the bench, Brian, you bring Tara in when you got to fix it. And Tara's the one that moves everything forward to, you know, get, get the the plot rolling again and i i like that they were using her as the fixer yeah a lot of times in the resolve and a lot of or at least the start of the resolve in a lot of these episodes and this is you know again the third one yeah what did you think about um what did you think about riley deserting let's talk about that for a second we talked about you know the real yeah. laws but what about him walking away that's big man i mean that's riley's identity so yeah it's something that i think uh we've kind of as a, a viewer have been waiting for ever since he found out uh, about the portrayal of Maggie Walsh and uh, the pills that he takes that they're kind of altering him. I think it's something that's been building and building and now he's finally got a reason. He sees that the initiative may not just be for all good, that they may be doing some bad here and that even though he's ingrained as a soldier, he needs to make a decision that's right and he does. He decides that he can't be part of this anymore going around capturing things he sees them performing experiments on oz and it drives him crazy so i like that whole thing i like that he finally decided that enough is enough and he needs to move on and and i really like that he punched the crap out of the colonel yeah i mean that's that's a way to go awol is to uh to <laughs> knock at your superior but i i I also like the fact that he was conflicted about the decision he had to make and how he decided if I walk out of here, I'm never coming back. I just had to hear myself say it. I love that. That was great. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great. It's the way Riley would resolve this. And that's really what happens. Riley and Willow are people that have to make some decisions about the direction of their life. And yeah. they both make pretty big decisions about it. Yeah, you know? for sure. Long-lasting consequence, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brian, I think we're at the part of the podcast where we give our dustings ratings. So what's your dustings rating for Season 4, Episode 19, New Moon Rising? Well, Jay, I got to be honest that this this episode is so powerful and so emotional that it brought and welled up tears to my eyes when we got towards the end here, which it takes a lot for a show or a movie to do that for me. I'm not one of those guys who easily gets emotional on that kind of stuff. So for me, because of that and because of everything that happens this episode, I'm giving it a four dustings. It's just a phenomenal episode, and I really enjoyed watching it. You know, I remembered this episode being good going into it and I kind of felt like yeah I think this is going to be a good strong three I'm going to watch it and I got so wrapped up in the performances and I think I've called out a lot of that as we've talked through this Brian this just transcends everything else that's around it again it's much like the performances in this year's girl and who are you it those performances along with the good subject matter or the good details and the good plot really take this to another level and this show is oh this is so good and it makes you realize man this show can be really good when they're on you know i wish that the the big arc was as on as all this side stuff is because man this side stuff is so good 
it's a four dustings for me too, man. I I really like this episode. It's it's well balanced, and what more can we say? I mean, we we praised it to death. It's a it's a fantastic episode, and so I'm with you. It's four dustings. But Brian, we've talked about it. You know, we we want to get back to the main arc. We want to get back to the main arc. You know, we got to deal with this Adam thing. Well, we're getting there, my friend. We are three episodes away from the end of season four. So it's time to deal with the big thing. And one thing on that stupid Adam guy, <laughs> how about <laughs> the fact that when he's there kind of t- plotting against uh, the Buffy and the initiative and whatever the hell else he's plotting against, how about that awesome telephone cable sticking out of the modem in his head? He's got to get the <laughs> internet somehow, man. It's so, so sad. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of The Art of Slaying, our Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. You can find more episodes in the archive section of our website, theartofslaying.com. You can also find links to our social media pages. You can find links to our film podcast, Filmstrip, where you can peruse through the archives of some of the movies we've reviewed and also read our latest feature from our fellow movie podcaster, Nick, Nick's Picks, where he does some reviews of the television shows he watches. Tons of content for you. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We really appreciate that. And most of all, we appreciate your listenership and support. So until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to The Art of Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Grr, arg. 